Hey, Sarah. Hello. What is a seal's favorite subject? Art, art, art. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never liked art teachers. They're always a bit sketchy. (laughs) (laughs) My son was crying today because he spilled his scrambled eggs all over his art supplies. He was in... (laughs) This is so dumb. <laughs> he was having an eggs and stencils crisis. <laughs> for those of you listening for the first time, that's nobody because nobody listens for the first time. You've already listened to 400 episodes before this because that's how many we have. That's definitely not an overestimation, a lie, or an exaggeration. You believe every word I say. That's how this works. I'm Sarah. I'm Joe. Welcome to Brain Dead. If you haven't noticed, we have switched to a set of uh, what normal people call seasons. The first season consisted of, I believe... What do not normal people call them? Conglomerates? (laughs) Sporks. I I don't have an answer. (laughs) Oh, my word. But I'm definitely not an alien pretending to be a person. Why would you say that? I didn't. You did. Why would Why would you say that, Sarah? <clears throat> Anyways, so this is the first episode of season three. I know, isn't it crazy how we didn't even tell you season two is over? Get ready for it. It's going to be a blast. Except maybe not because it's my turn to do a whole season. <laughs> Sarah, what was your season about? My season was about music. Music. Give me a quick rundown. So if they if this is their first time listening, they will go back and hear what they need to hear. We we started with the origins, moved on. We spent a large amount of time in the 60s and 70s. It was a good time for music. It's my favorite time for music. And then we swooped in and hit the, hit the um, folk music, which, as everybody should know, is my favorite. And then we hit dad rock and then moved on. You hit your dad with a rock? No, because I would die. <laughs> Unless your name was David and his name was Goliath. Whoa. (laughs) I appreciate a pity laugh every now and then. Anyways, so speaking of music, what have we got on the docket for today, Sarah, as far as what you've been listening to? All right. So we listened to some Lana Del Rey, some Balin. Balin? Yeah. They're like, I don't know how to explain it. I can play a, a clip. Because we haven't committed so many acts of blatant copyright infringement. I would say folk. (laughs) Is it on my list yet? Um... I'll let you know. Let me a- try to add it and see what it tells me. <laughs> <laughs> Will it even tell you if it's already on the list? Yeah. For those of you listening in for the first time, there is a playlist called For Joe Pace on Spotify. You're welcome to go look There's it There's 171 up. tracks. 171 tracks. That's a good track record. <laughs> <laughs> also, my favorite brand of joke is dad joke. If you don't like it, that's okay. Other people have been wrong before, and this is your turn. <laughs> Did you add it to my list? I did. Okay, what's after Balin? We listened to the Ruin Brothers. And it's actually a funny story because I was listening to like older songs, like yeah. like 50s old. Yeah. Like slower songs, whatever. 
and this song came on and I was like, I have never heard this. And I feel like most older songs like that, you've most of them you've heard. Yeah. I had never heard it before. So I looked him up and it, it was released in like 2019. The Ruin Brothers? Yeah. Literally, I thought it was old. For weeks, I thought that was old. Well, that sounds like country from when I was a kid. Old. My grandfather listens to music that sounds like that. Like old. Old? Like I thought it was like... My grandpa. Yeah. (laughs) So what was after the Ruin Brothers and their 2009 music? 19. Oh, I thought you said 2009. No. 2009. So it's only three years old and it sounds like it's 63 years old? Yes. Gorgeous. Continue. I agree. (laughs) I love that so much. <laughs> that was my favorite ever. I listened to Boom Forest. <laughs> what is up with the names this week? What is happening? I don't know, but I like it. Oh, my word. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Arctic Monkeys. Okay. Um, Ricky Nelson. I listened to Fun. I listened to The Fruit Bats again. You listened to Fun. Did you have a good time? I did. It's kind of depressing, though. Why? F is for I friends to that do stuff nights. together. Oh. Yeah. I really like that it's song. It's really good. Like, it hits like a hammer. It's really good. And once you actually listen to the lyrics, it's really, really good. And then you should go cry and take a nap. Yeah, it's a little depressing. It is very depressing. I have it on vinyl. I like it a lot. I have it on digital? <laughs> I have it on the internet. Uh, Copyright. (laughs) The internet. (laughs) I just made up the name the internet. No one else can use that. (laughs) The year is 1991. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I said Fruit Bats. Yeah. The Piano Guys. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Them and two cellos. Yeah. Like listening to them both. I I agree. I have a playlist on my Spotify called um, The New Classical. I'm the new classical. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just start over if you're going to be like that today. I have have a playlist on my Spotify called The New Classical. Oh, okay. And it's... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a stitch in my side. Did somebody cut you? Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> I listened to Ben Folds, which the other day you told me you hadn't listened to his album, Rock in the Suburbs. Mm-hmm. And I find that criminal. I added the entire album to your list. Ballsy move, but I'll take it. Yeah. I need you to listen to it. <laughs> what do you think after putting 171 songs that I genuinely like that you have an idea of what kind of music I like? How dare you? Yeah, Adding I'm, an entire album? It's... I am speechless. It's really, it, like, I'm shocked to hear that you've never listened to this album. Do you know how offended I am that you would assume you know what I like? Well, take offense and Do I'll, you think you're my friend or something? I'll remove you from the list if you feel like that's what's necessary. You'll remove me from the list? Yeah, I'll make it a private list. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Have you ever seen a little boy lose his balloon? That's the face you're making right now. Have you ever seen a man get struck by lightning <laughs> while going to the mailbox? I gotta, I gotta tell you something. You gotta pause it. Okay. I paused it. She told me a story. And you know what? You don't get to hear it. It was funny. <laughs> yes. It was, some might say, hysterical. It, uh, it had quite the spark. <laughs> it's electrifying, if you will. Quite the zinger. <laughs> she told it in a flash. Okay. <laughs> Continue. I also listened to this band called Private Island. Just so you know, just then, it's going to sound like I cut that audio together. Because you went... <laughs> Also, I listened to this guy. Like, <laughs> that was such a transition. There was no segue. I feel like I should insert some broom broom. Okay, like, you want me to segue myself? No, it's okay. Go ahead. Segway. I also listened to this <laughs> band called Private Island. That was the White Stripes. Listen to them, too. <laughs> <laughs> Any album in particular by Private Island or the White Stripes? Private That what are you making gross. so many noises for? That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's not an album. It's like an EP. And it's covers of other people's songs. I love Eps. It's called... This is Ep 1 of season 3 of Braindead. It's literally self-titled. It's just it's called, Private It's called. It's literally self-titled. Oh, it's okay. just Private Island. See... Who hurt you today? <laughs> I don't have my truck back, and I got bad news. I told everybody that my truck's in the shop, but I, what I didn't say is that along with $8,000 worth of work that luckily my warranty is covering. Because uh, you got it yesterday, basically. Yeah. That uh, I got a call today saying that all except for one of the parts they need are on back order, which means the earliest they'll get them is two days from now, and the latest they'll get them is like three months from now. So, who hurt me? A man named Mark at the dealership. You know how many of my feelings he hurt? All of them. Four of them, and I only have three. (laughs) That was a pity laugh if I've ever heard one. Continue. Okay. I also listened to Jimi Hendrix, Gym Class Heroes, which... That's old school. It is. That's like... My day. That's like way back in the way back in the early two thousands. There. Way back in the early two thousands. I graduated in twenty ten. I graduated in twenty twenty. Very nice, <laughs> baby lady. <laughs> I don't. I think I'm going to be a little salty today. I in, instead of it being two best friends hosting a <laughs> podcast, it's going to be two, two people interview. who absolutely hate each other. <laughs> so, so I was playing Pavlov the other day on VR, and this guy by the name of uh, oh Broken Pringle, his name on VR was Broken Pringle. Okay. He shot me. He killed me three rounds in a row. Now, my position on these games tends to be I either become like the dad where for no reason they listen to me, or I'm, as you so affectionately refer to the term, baby, which means nobody messes with baby. Yeah. So I'm playing, and I have somehow in this particular round simultaneously become dad and baby. You know, it's weird. Grandfather claws. That's me all the time. You're not my dad. I'm constantly (laughs) somebody's mom and the baby all the time. You're not my dad. You have hair. So, So 
I get on and I'm playing, and this guy shoots me three times. And I said, "Everyone, listen, because you got to put your hand up to your ear to talk on like the intercom where everybody in the game can hear you." I said, "I know that we all have our parts to play, but right now, Broken P- Pringle has uh, wow, look at that! But right now, Broken Pringle has killed me three times in a row, and it hurt my feelings. I'm calling a hit." <laughs> And I hear, no, you better not. And it's Broken Pringle who is upset because he knows he is not the first person I've called a hit on this round. <laughs> like a few rounds back, I was like, I call a hit on ABC123, and they murdered this man. <laughs> and so Pringle is running around, and he shoots me again, and I'm like, chill out, single Pringle. He's like, whoa, whoa. I said, we are enemies. He's like, if you wanted to be like that, he killed me again. And I said, gentlemen, the gloves are off. You're taking this so personal. I wasn't, but I was acting as though I was. So, so he's like, dude, stop. You're you're messing up my stats. I'm like, you're messing up mine. You keep making me the dead person you're even when I'm not doing my anything. Stats. And he's like, fine, I'm going to kill you again. I said, Pringle, Pringle. Where are you? This will be no war until I come speak to you in person. So he tells me what room he's in in the game. And I just kind of trot my little butt over there. And some guy announces uh, his name is like Hobo Tom. And he's like, gentlemen, bald gamers on the move. Do not kill. I repeat, do not kill. <laughs> and I survived the whole round. I ended up being the winner so uh, of that particular round. So I go and I find Mr. Pringle in a room. And I'm like, here's the deal. I... In, in the length, the span of my existence have yet to have a nemesis. Mm. Uh, you're quickly approaching that status. Me. He's like, what? <laughs> and I said, Me? I said, <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I said, you're about to become my nemesis. How do you feel about that? He said, well, I, I've never had a nemesis. You finna get one today. I said, well, there's always a good time to start. He said, so how do we do this? I said, well, from now on, I hate you and you hate me, and we're just going to make peace with that. Because that's how we play this game forever. He's like, okay, so how do we start? And I shot him in the head with a shotgun. <laughs> and he died on the spot. Perfect. So then he starts, like, screaming in the headsets. And someone muted him for a minute. When he came back, he just kept getting beat. Like, they were just killing him round after round until finally I went, okay, gentlemen, okay. Because he came running behind me because he was a traitor and I was a traitor and we're supposed to save each other. And he ran behind me and they wouldn't shoot me. And I don't know why they decided that I was the good guy, but they just decided. Bald Gamer's good. He's he's okay. <laughs> so he comes running behind me and I start screaming. I'm like, leave him alone! Leave him alone! He's my son! And they're like, what? <laughs> I said, we've reconciled. This is my boy. You leave my boy alone. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts screaming. He's like, hold me, Dad. Don't let them kill me. That's so weird. <laughs> You're grown men. All of us, they kicked everybody under 25 out. Everybody was 25 or older in this round. And, it's, <laughs> and they're like, man, all right, fine. And they let me and him talk for a minute. So I'm like, I'm done with this nemesis thing from now on. I'm going to protect you. And he was talking to me, and someone ran up and shot him. And then everybody was like, rude, rude, rude. You just interrupted this man mid-conversation and shot him in the head. <laughs> I am baffled, I've genuinely. I've had such a good time playing this game. The other day, I think I told everybody this already, but I changed my skin to a clown. Yes, you did. <laughs> and said, if you kill me, it's because you're a racist. That's... And then someone got freaked out because they saw a clown pop up behind him and he shot me. And they, they, they screamed at him, called him a racist, and kicked him from the server. <laughs> it's, it's almost hateful. It's so The way you're wielding your funny. power. 
Well, I didn't. I didn't. I did not tell them to kick him. I just called him a racist. <laughs> so you got something Arguably, against clowns? You did though. <laughs> it's twenty twenty two. There's no worst word. No worst word than racist. Ooh, maybe fascist. No, fascist is very twenty nineteen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Calling people a fascist is a very 2019 insult. I'm very... You just made so many body noises. I know. I, I'm i still a little bit sinusy from the the week of the sickness. Ah, uh, the week of the sickness. Yeah. But, I don't know. I feel like I'm wielding my power appropriately. It's really funny. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Because I get on there and I make an absolute fool of myself. And I realize the magical combination that gets me to that point is first I have to turn on my VR headset and then I have to just have no idea what I'm doing. And then people are just nice to me. Because <laughs> I have no problem going, everybody lets me against the wall in this level. And they're like, okay, fine. And for no reason they listen. And then I'm like, okay, we're playing Simon Says. <laughs> Perfect. And I learned that from other people playing. Like I joined a match and they were like, We're in the middle of Simon Says. I went, Okay. He goes, Go stand against the wall. And I'm like, Okay. And then he shot me. He said, I didn't say Simon Says. I'm like, okay, now we now I know how this works. <laughs> but I play it more fairly. I play it more fairly. So if I'm like getting against the wall and they, they you know, it's somebody new. They, they all hands off. They're good. <laughs> so, anyways, guess what we're talking about today? I can't guess because you already told me. Pretend I haven't. Okay. What? Take a guess. <laughs> Science and art? Mozzarella cheese. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I lied to you. We're definitely talking about mozzarella cheese and not the other thing that I have paperwork on. <laughs> All right. I'm going to name some traits and you tell me who it's supposed to be. Renaissance painter. Michelangelo. Anatomist. Architect. Astronomer. Builder of one of the first models of telescopes. Botanist, cartographer, engineer. I spelled that wrong on my notes. No, I didn't. It just looked weird for a second. Geologist, hydrodynamicist, mathematician, musician, theater producer, set designer, scientist, and inventor. I know exactly who it is. Are you ready? Is it my mom? It's God. Oh, that's all true. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your mom. <laughs> Like, I thought you were going to go, your mom. <laughs> I don't know. Do I look down. like Micah to you? Um, you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken it out before, but you've done it. Because <laughs> you went, your mom. Just like real, real goobery. Goobery. So today, the gentleman of the hour is a guy that you all know by the name of Leonard. Well, you would have if he was born today. But he was born like 600 years ago. So his name was Leonardo. But Leonardo Leonardo was not a chubby man, surprisingly, with a name like Leonardo. <laughs> Leonardo had no last name. Did you know that? No. Leonardo <laughs> was born to two unwed parents. His mom was 14, and her name was Katerina. For shame. For shame, bro. So, ooh, that was ugly of me. <laughs> so his dad was quite the wealthy notary who served... Many, many public figures. And so, because he never married this child lady that he mated with. Mm. Um, Nasty. (laughs) (laughs) 
because he never married her, he was able to kind of shirk some of the uh, responsibilities that come with that. So that's groovy. Um, because he never married her, his child had no last name, no surname. And so he was named after the town in which he was born. Do you know what town he was born in? Da Vinci? Vinci. Leonardo da, da Vinci. Vinci. It's Leonardo of Vinci. Yes. You know, super nice name. Yeah. You know, a lot <laughs> Real of people, creative. that's how a lot of people were named, though. Joe the Blacksmith. Joe Smith. Yeah. Or so. Joe Black. Yeah. Meet Joe Black. It's a good movie. You ever seen it? No. Anthony Hopkins and, uh, <laughs> what's his name? I have no idea. I've never he- seen the movie. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Oh. <laughs> so Anthony Hopkins is old and he's like getting near the end of his life and Brad Pitt dies. No. Yeah, Brad Pitt dies and then he's possessed by death. Okay, like, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Warning, spoils a minute ago. <laughs> hey, just so you know, we spoiled something just now, a minute ago. <laughs> Spoilers behind. <laughs> so. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my word. Okay, so before you get started, speaking of spoilers, the, okay, Stranger Things Volume 2 came out Friday, but I wasn't going to be able to watch it till Friday night, so I was on a phone ban all day long because I didn't want it spoiled for me, but then I would forget I was on a phone ban, (laughs) and I would get on TikTok, and then I would see Stranger Things, and I would, like, close it out really quick (laughs) because I would get scared they were going to tell me something I didn't want to hear. That's why you should be like me. I don't care about spoilers. I cared about one spoiler. Did did it get spoiled? No. Okay. But I was right. So in fourteen, <laughs> that's 52, the worst thing to be sometimes. In fourteen fifty two, someone else was right. She thought she was pregnant and she had a baby, and his name was Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci. So twelve years later, he moves to Florence because Vinci is in Italy. In case you couldn't figure that out by him being named Da Vinci, I'm glad you told me because I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> so he moves to Florence, Italy, and his dad notices, because his dad was still very much an active part of his life. Well, that's nice. His dad notices that he is an incredibly talented sketch artist, because what he does is he observes things, and then he he takes it down because of the way his brain worked. He was a really neat guy, just like in function, um, but because he wasn't like legally tied to his dad because his parents were married, he did not have to follow in his dad's footsteps of being a notary. That's good. Right. So because of this, he was able to pursue kind of a more a free style of education. So as he kind of traveled about and learned what he wanted to, his dad was willing and happy to help him pursue those goals, which is kind of surprising because in those times, if if you didn't have a legal responsibility to your kid, then shirking them was kind of the standard. But – In 1464, when he was 12, he moved to Florence, Italy, and his dad, noticing one of his books of sketches and art and stuff like that, takes it to a family friend by the name of Andrea Verrocchio. Now, Andrea Verrocchio was known to be a guy that, like, influenced painters. He would train them. He would would study with them. He would improve his style, and thereabout he would go after it. What am I trying to say? He would improve his style, and after that, he would incorporate and he would train new artists forever getting better. At least that's the idea. Four years later, when he is 16, he becomes an apprentice in 1468 to Mr. Verrocchio. Now, Verrocchio's studio was one where they created all kinds of arts, right? It wasn't just painting and sketching. He did chemistry, metalwork, woodwork, plaster casting, uh, leatherworking, sculpting, all the stuff that you could think of to do. And this place functioned a lot like a school. 
So most of the things that were accomplished at this studio uh, were collaborations, meaning Verrocchio had a bunch of students with him at all times, and, and they would just kind of live there, and that's where they would study and work together and train together and stuff like that. So there were a bunch of students working together on every project. So most of the art that you see come out of Andrea Verrocchio, like if you were to look him up, you'd find a bunch of art, but most of it was painted like small portions by him and a bunch by kids. So in 1480, you see the notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci appear. Now, With the dude in the arms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude in the arms. You know what I mean, and yeah. so do these people. Yeah. So what he did in these notebooks is he would take down notes on everything he was curious about. Uh, questions he wanted to to answer and stuff like that. Hey, did we say what your season's about? We're going to. Oh, okay. In 1480, when he started keeping these notebooks, it was noted that (laughs) although he was very good at painting, it was not his preferred skill set. When I think Leonardo da Vinci, I definitely don't think painter. Most people do. I don't. He was really good. I know he was, but that's not what I think when I hear his name. You know, he was big on photorealism before it was a thing. Like, yeah. That was something he was he was really concentrated on. Yeah. Uh, we'll actually discuss some of the steps he took to get better at it. But Like, my go-to is inventor. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Inventor and architect. Yeah. So, believe like, it or not, I there's only... Like, I know he's a painter, but yeah. that's not my first... How many paintings of his do you think that they even have record of today that are still around? A quarter. Give me a number. 300. 24. What? There are only 24 paintings from him still around today. Frankly, he wasn't a huge painter because that he took... I, that they have record of? No, that they, that they know of that are still around in the world. There's but, only 24 that we have. But that, you know he did way more than that. He didn't really care to paint. He developed a reputation for it where he would start stuff for people and then he just wouldn't finish it. I do that. He would get he would get commissioned. <laughs> well, they would like pay him. They're like, here's a here's a bag of money. I don't know how they did that. Here's, here's a, a bag satchel of, money. of coins. I don't know. That for all I know, it could have been a bowl of cow ears. I have no idea. Can I get paid <laughs> in bowls of cow ears from now on? Are they gonna be pickled? No thanks. Have you seen like the things with like pickled pigs' feet sitting at the counter at Walmart? It's horrible. No, because Horrifies I don't go me. to Walmart. But that's not true. I was at Walmart the other day, and then you for got... like a long time. Yeah, for like an hour. Was it only an hour? Yeah. I just remember you saying, "I'm going to Walmart." Then I check Live 360. I'm like, "She's still there." <laughs> <laughs> but then we found you there, and I just got in your car. <laughs> then we went to Dunkin'. That's right. We did go to Dunkin'. Yeah, I, was I don't with, know what you ordered me, but it was tasty. It was a, everyone, here's my Dunkin' order. Um, it's a medium cold brew with almond milk and the sweetened flavoring of vanilla. It's like French vanilla or something. Simple. Yeah. So it's not like a mocha choca doca hoka. No. Okay. Sometimes I add liquid cane sugar if I want a treat. If I want a treat. Because <laughs> the drink alone being as expensive as they charge is not a treat. Duncan is cheap. How much was it? Three dollars. That's it. Yeah. McDonald's charges two oh nine for a large cup of black coffee now. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I agree. That's why I think it's so good to get a three dollar medium coffee with all the fixins in it. Medium. <laughs> I don't know. That was okay. So <laughs> frankly, Leonardo was not a huge painter. He actually took a really long time to do any paintings that he worked on, uh, and it seemed like he was from the people that knew him. 
that the only reason he continued to paint was because he could use it as practice to keep a skill. Do you think he only painted because people wanted him to paint? Or do you think he painted... Like, the only reason he took the jobs is because they wanted them to, not because he wanted to. Or do you think he took so long to do them or to not finish them at all is because he felt like he wasn't going to do it good enough? So the people that studied with him... Uh, even or was his, he like a just a proper douche? Even his apprentices <laughs> said that he did not care for painting. That It just wasn't... He did not fancy himself an artist. He fancied himself a scientist who had artistic but abilities. But aren't they hand in hand? Yes. You well, that's not how he saw it. But from it everything is. I've read, it do be. I mean, it it Scooby Dooby Dooby like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's not how he saw it. <laughs> so where he really shone was his notes. Did you know he turned out over thirty thousand pages of notes? On what? Just things. Observations. Are you sketches and. 30,000 pages. No, I believe what you're saying is true. My question is, are you a vampire? Second question, was your name Leonardo? Third question. No, you cannot see my notebooks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Out of curiosity, and I, I think we all deserve to know, why am I Leonardo da Vinci? Um... Based on the knowledge that you've just gifted me here today, um, it just lines up for me. I, I just kind of want a little more. You do stuff all the time because you want to know how to do it. And then you learn how to do it. And you're like, all right, all done with that guy. <laughs> what <laughs> next? <laughs> you learn how to do it well enough t- for someone to pay you to do it for them. And then you never do it again. Unless you're very interested in it. That's it. I just want to know how to do the stuff. Yes, I know. Which is what led to my trifecta of questions. That's fair. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was just wondering. Sometimes I take a really long time to do stuff, too. Also, I don't know if I've told you that I've been talking about setting up a painting studio in the next room no, you, so that I could learn how to paint. You did not tell me that. I don't enjoy painting. I never have. But I have thought about it. I'd like to, to know the technical often. skill. Well, I mean, I can paint a wall. No, I mean, I used to paint. Like, paint. Paint what? Did you do, like, color by number, like, watercolor no, style? No, like, I would sketch, and then I would paint. I've never done that. I, I just don't like it. I don't like the medium of paint. It's messy. It takes long to dry. I just don't enjoy my time painting. That's probably why Leonardo didn't continue. Except. Good old Leo. Mr. Leo didn't have the just pleasure of digital art that we have that yeah that i have so i have a pretty good program for it i know i know but he didn't because he's old because he's old yeah he's not old he's dead or am i so (laughs) he weren't dead he would be old that sounds like an assumption what if he's a vampire are you what So he turned out over 30,000 pages of notes, and not just notes, but it was scientific notes, uh, notes on biology, notes on how he thought the universe functioned, notes on how he thought, you know, the human body was designed. I mean, he he had thoughts on everything. He was very intelligent. He was. He had a super brain. He was also, according to many scholars, um, well, 
He did not use women to take up his time. <laughs> he preferred the company of young men. Mm. Uh, and in those days, it just wasn't as common to find those. So he was able to devote a lot of time to his studies, which is, you know, is what it is. So <laughs> uh, of those 30,000 pages, we still have 7,000 pages of it that are legible today. His personal notes. That's a lot of pages. It's a lot of pages. So his personal notes, the notes written for him were quite different than the ones he wrote for anyone else. So if he wrote notes that were supposed to be read by anyone, so if he was writing for any type of, I don't know what they'd call them back then, a publication, if he was writing for something that other people were going to read, that's all I'm going to say. Like the Federalist paper situation? Yeah, yes. <laughs> then it was written normally, left or right. But he was a lefty, and ink back then? Smudgy. Real bad. Like, yeah. real bad. Because they had ink pot. That's right. And like a chicken feather. I've got an ink pot and a I feather pen an, in the other room. I do too. I'll Not in the other bit. room, but in my house. <laughs> Which is technically another room. Yeah. All I'm saying is I gave you room for it to also be true. So, so in his personal notes, he wrote in what a lot of people thought was some sort of like, I can't remember the word. A lot of people thought was some sort of like code. Um, he just had bad handwriting. He would write from right to left. Backwards? Mirror script. Backwards? He wrote in mirror script. Is that is that backwards? Backwards. <laughs> so if you hold his notes up to a mirror, they're perfectly legible. But he wrote in mirror script, which I think is just super duper nifty. How long do you think it took him to learn how to do that? If he's anything like me. Like a week? Three really aggressive days of just doing it. Yeah. Maybe five if he wanted to get good at it, which he did. Um, well, I'm sure he did after 7,000. 30,000. Personal. 7,000 pages we still have of his writings that are legible. Oh. At one point we had 30,000, but they've gotten damaged and stuff over the years. Yeah, uh, And that they were, like, they're cataloged into like codexes. That feels like a, a stupid move on the part of the people preserving. I agree. It's, it's literally Da Vinci. Well, we have more records of his notes than we have of his actual notes. Yeah, like like the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, not like the Bible, but like with the way you have to preserve old text. You know, when I went to Peru on that mission trip, I got to see one of the oldest copies of the Bible in the world sitting on a shelf. They would not let me within 20 feet of it, and our tour guide just never showed up. Uh, well, he did eventually, but it took a while, and we just wandered around and found it. Like, we wandered around this huge ancient cathedral in Peru. Was it pretty? Or was it, like... Stunning. Good. I will show you images here in a little bit. I've got a whole album on Google Photos. I think I've seen it when y'all first came back. You've probably seen some of it. There's a picture of Brianna holding two little snakes looking yes. just ecstatic. Yes. <laughs> I have seen... Yes, I have seen that. And I don't believe she was ecstatic. She was. I'll show you. I'm telling you, I was there. I took the picture. In her soul. She was giggling. She's like, this is the coolest thing. They're so sweet. They're not doing any Because they were like little snakes that would just boop. No. Boop you on the cheek. Not a chance. So in 1994, Bill Gates paid over $30 million for a single leather-bound notebook of Leonardo's notes and drawings. Guess how many sheets were in there? Seven. 36. Nice. Sounds like he got a, bit, a better deal than you thought he did. <laughs> <laughs> I like to lowball. <laughs> I was like, guess. <laughs> I said, how many paintings are there? You're like, 40 million. <laughs> I like well, the lowball. <laughs> well, <laughs> also, I don't think of him as a painter. <laughs> well, I don't think of him as a painter, which is why I thought I might be wrong at saying very little. 
Because, you know, Van Gogh doesn't have that many paintings. Right. They're just what there is. They're is really just good. fantastic. And they show his decay and mental health as he got older, too, which is really cool. I want everyone to be aware that my favorite painter and artist of all time is Van Gogh. Like, I went to the Van Gogh immersive experience, and it was the best time I've had. You want to tell them about your outfit? I blended in with the wall because it, it was the Starry Night painting on a shirt. Painting. <laughs> Don't make fun of my speech patterns on okay. on national television. Like national television. <laughs> this is international television. Thank you. So, That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies to my friends overseas. This is pan-dimensional television. There's an alien. In- Thank- I'm sorry to Mr. Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Only the 11th doctor. Well, my, my preferred doctor is David Tennant. I'm a Matt Smith, uh, then David Tennant, and then Capaldi. And then Eccleston. No. And then every other doctor except for um, Jodie Whittaker. And it's not even her fault. Yeah. They it's did not, her They dirty. gave her garbage writing. Yeah. They she had failed. so much potential. She's a really good actress. Yeah. They failed on that one. You know, I saw a lot about how people were stopping watching the show. And, and everybody was like, it's because she's a girl. Nobody stopped watching it because she's a girl. <laughs> no. I'm going to give a snot about that. It's the doctor. Yeah. The doctor can be whatever the doctor wants to be. That's why it wasn't like Doctor. That's Dr. the whole point, right? That's it's why the name Mr. of the doctor. show wasn't Doctor Steve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doctor Steve, medical woman. But, Though it is twenty twenty two. But like, <laughs> no one raged in the past when the master turned into that lady, Misty. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody got mad over that. Uh, maybe they did, and they just didn't well, talk about. It. It it wasn't hitting the news, that's for certain. That's for sure. <laughs> so he didn't really actually give a whole lot of ideas as to who he was as a person in his notes, like nothing on a personal level, but a few times it shone through. Like in one of his notebooks, uh, next to a drawing of a water clock and a sundial, he wrote, We do not lack devices for measuring these miserable days of ours in which it should be our pleasure that they not be fritted away without leaving behind any memory of ourselves in the mind of men. Old people are so emo. He also wrote on another page, (laughs) while I thought I was learning how to live, I was learning how to die. Like Edgar Allan Poe, an emo icon. (laughs) You just know. You just know he listened to Five Finger Death Punch. He definitely definitely had the rings. Like the bar rings. Definitely. You know he wore a studded belt. He definitely had piercings in his eyebrow. He had that weird choppy haircut that comes down <laughs> the across your face. one <laughs> yeah. with an undercut and a rat tail. <laughs> oh. He wore those black jeans the that were frayed at the bottom but her, also and, super baggy. You know the raccoon stripe? He had one of those for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Because somebody was already a voice inside his yed. <laughs> Have you seen? Okay, I saw this T-shirt, and it. it Wait, I promise we're coming back. It was that song lyric, like "Don't waste your time on me," but it was like spelled out how they say it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's the best. Hey, my shirt for the Fourth of July on the front said, um, "Fireworks expert, if I run or if you see me running, you should run." And then on the back, it just said, "Run." (laughs) My shirt said, "Let freedom rock and roll." And you mean your dad muscle shirt? Yeah, and then it said red, red, white, and rock and roll. That's right. And there was like a traditional American eagle looking thing on it. 
It's actually American traditional, and I was wrong. And you just played it back, and I heard myself sound stupid, and I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, a poem. Oh, what was that? A plosive. (laughs) (laughs) That's the correct word. I'm going to leave that. That way everyone knows things. So, a poem written around the time of his life, um, when he was about 28 to 30, um, featured a line that said, Leonardo, why so troubled? And this is from a poet who was a friend of his. In 1481, so he's now 29 years old. He said, hey, buddy, why are you so sad? (laughs) Leonardo wrote a letter to the Duke of Milan offering ideas of building light and portable bridges that are sturdy enough for troops to cross. Um, He suggested that he knew how to create moats and uh, remove water from them, that he could build special cannons for the military that fire a hailstorm of stones. Uh, he said that he had a way to create secret passageways that could be constructed without making any noise so they could pass below the enemy without being detected. He even went so far as to design an armored vehicle, cannons, mortars, catapults, trebuchets. and sea- I do not know what that is. Trebuchet? Yeah. It's a type of catapult. Hmm. And seafaring warships which is pretty cool. So just so you know, what he wrote or what he designed as an armored vehicle is considered the precursor to the tank. That's what I was thinking when you were describing that to me. The way he designed it, it kind of looks like a spaceship. Like I'm yeah. imagining like a buggy, like a horse and buggy no. <laughs> with like just super tricked out weapons. No, it's a circle. <laughs> it looks like a flying saucer, except for, you know, uh, no flight because it's the 1400s. <laughs> you don't know what they did. I know what they did. You don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. You think he wasn't tinkering in the back of his house, keeping stuff away from the government? The government didn't <laughs> know stuff back then. Not the way they do now. You could just go hide in the woods and people would assume you were dead and that's it. Change your name to... Steve. Joe Pace. What? Uh-huh. Anyways, so, <laughs> so... Do you know how to forge a birth certificate? No. That's what I thought. <laughs> Is your social security number two? No. <laughs> so this armor... I'm sorry, zero, zero, 002, that's on me. Definitely not. <laughs> Everyone believe me. So, so <laughs> this armored vehicle he designed... Ooh. Uh, was made so that, sorry, you all heard a little noise I just made. I said, ooh. And it's because somehow uh, I was doing yoga the other day with Sarah and hurt myself. <laughs> I was I, I was crawling around on the floor like a baby. And I'm like, am I doing it right? She goes, yoga is supposed to serve you. I'm like, it hurts. Yoga is not serving me. <laughs> you were doing too much. I feel as though I was serving yoga. I, <laughs> That's not how it's supposed to be. I agree. My, my arm hurts. It's just a little. It's like the tendon that comes off the pinky of my right hand. I can see it in your arm. Yeah, it's unpleasant. It doesn't feel great. I'm still using it anyways. I'm just pretending it doesn't hurt, which is definitely the right way to take care of your body. For sure. So this, for sure, for sure. <laughs> this armored vehicle was supposed to be outfitted with no less than eight cannons, which is really, really cool. How did they transport this thing? How wheels? It was a concept. Oh. It never got built um, because the way it was, was to be. What was the plan to transport this thing? It had wheels. <laughs> 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 were they pushing it or was there a motor that he had whipped up or something? <laughs> 1481, yeah, for sure. I was just wondering. It is. It was an electric motor. His name was Tesla. Mm-hmm. So, 
<laughs> so um, in the inside, and this thing weighed like a bunch of weight. I don't have numbers. It's just a lot of them. This whatever measurement of pounds. A bunch. <laughs> whatever measurement of weight they used, it was a lot of those. <laughs> and there were supposed to be four. In his writings, it says four large men. <laughs> Inside, <laughs> they were supposed to run these cranks that turn the wheels, and so there That's was how my car runs. <laughs> <laughs> Running over here, Flintstone style. <laughs> I like the way our voice patterns look when we were laughing. Yeah, it's nice. It's kind of do do do. Yeah, it was. It was very nice aesthetically. So. He said that in times of peace, this is in his note to this guy in Milan, the Duke of Milan, because he was trying to go, I can be of great use to the military. You could just hire me and I could design things for the military. He said in times of peace, he could act as an architect for the public and for the private, saying he could design any kind of building that anybody needed. He's like, I can do it all, bro. Hire me. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm the greatest it ever was. DJ Khaled! <laughs> <laughs> Another one. <laughs> he also came up with a system for plumbing that went both indoors and outdoors. Uh, and at the very end of his letter. Why are you acting like, a, like an engine is so out of the question when homie had indoor plumbing? Frankly, the answer is because a lot of his designs never got made. Because his design, I know, because his <laughs> designs were ready for a time that technology had not evolved to at that point. Imagine how wicked he could be right now. Man would be a rock star. Like wicked in a good way. He'd be an influencer. No, he would not. Yeah, he, he would. He would be a recluse. Reclusively influencing people. He would have like a private account that you'd have to apply to follow him. That'd be kind of cool. But if, if he accepted your follow request, he would give you literally the secrets to the universe for free. Willy Wonka. Exactly. exactly. Leonardo, Leonardo, the amazing inventor. <laughs> engineer. <laughs> the amazing engineer. Yeah. The renaissance painter. The hydrodynamicist. <laughs> <laughs> So at the very tail end of this letter, he mentions uh, very briefly his artistic skill. And it's because, like I already said, he didn't passionately love painting as so many people have attached uh, to him an idea, but he thought of it as a job. So in 1482, he moves to Milan. This is just one year later, but not to do military work as he hoped. What do you think he did in Milan? Humdog is a painter for the palace. He is an artist. <laughs> a music teacher. And a theater producer. Aww. He produced theater as well as designing sets, um, costumes, er everything to do with it. He played. What? <coughs> I'm keeping that, just so you know. Oh, my Ap word. <laughs> Remember when they did that, like, beatboxing scene in Men in Black? He's like, boom. <laughs> And the guy was like, boom, tick, tick, boom, tick, tick, boom, boom, tick, tick, boom, tick, tick, boom. That was you just now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what year was he born and died? 1852, he was born. Died. We Eventually. 
you got to wait. I want to know the overlap of Shakespearean times. I want to know if they were colleagues. I'll tell you in a minute. <coughs> How about that was gross? <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, but I don't know why that was so funny to me. So he played an instrument. This is not my day. Very similar to a violin. Later in life, he actually designed, you guessed it, several instruments. You didn't guess it, but if you did, shame on you. I'm telling the story here. During his time as a producer in the theater, he designed everything. Sets. Um, he would even he would change plays to assist in the development of a character in the role if he didn't like how the part was written. He would design costumes uh, using different features to, to mean different things in his plays. One of his first inventions we know about is because of his set design. Is this all actors are men days? Yeah, probably. It's 1400s. Yeah. <laughs> I was just checking in. It's 1400s, not 14th Amendment. I'm There's just, no... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just intrigued <laughs> by what he was doing to aid these... Lady men. <laughs> Lady men. <laughs> well, Tinkerbell was originally played by a dude, so, you know, it is what it is, and so was Wendy. So, anyways. But now Peter Pan is played by a by a lady. Yeah, things are going too far in the other direction. Well, they, she it always has been, because ladies are smaller. I'm, well, not always. Well, obviously not. If we could just settle the pendulum in the middle and people could just be logical, that would be great. But some things make sense to me, like Peter Pan being played by a girl makes more sense to me. What's that tiny little gay actor? <sighs> what's his, what's his I name? Don't, I don't know. Oh, hold on. His name's Leslie Jordan, and the way I found him on Google was typing tiny gay actor. Uh, he, I mean, people like him, he's just very small and he's got a higher voice. A dude could play that part, no problem. He's just small with a higher voice. That's true. But he's not in the majority. Well, no, but... I'm still right. The per capita for those type of people being in theater is a lot higher than those type of people just in society. It, that's not an insult. It just is what it is. Anyhow, so he was working on a play that required a bird to fly across the stage. But who has the time to train a bird to fly across the stage night after night when instead you could build a machine that made a bird-like figure Fall from the ceiling and then flap. Not Leo. Not Leo. Not my man. <laughs> not me. I mean Leo. <laughs> definitely, definitely not somebody <laughs> besides me. <laughs> so working on this kind of got him obsessed with the mechanics of flight that, that birds had. Mm -hmm. uh, and he started developing flight-based items. He found himself diving into human flight machines, uh, of which he designed and tested several. In 1485, he designed the first recorded design of a parachute. It was pyramid-shaped, which does not seem great, but in the year 2000, this is just 22 years ago, unless you're listening in the future, then it's whatever year it is minus... Uh, 2000, that's how many years ago it is. <laughs> or it's exactly the last two numbers of whatever year it is. What if they're listening to it like 1,400 years from now? Then you shouldn't be listening to this. It's minus the last three numbers. How do you, We might be incredible influencers on the future. You don't know. You don't know the kind of influence I've, he's had well, let me on the future you. from 
when I was in the, he was in the 1400s. Well, let Sarah <laughs> influence you today. Yes. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to your friends. Be nice to strangers. Pick up your trash. So we've all heard of the aerial screw, that thing that kind of looks like a uh, it looks like a corkscrew sitting on top of a cab that he designed. Right. <laughs> Everybody all at once go, yeah, Sarah, you're supposed to go, yeah, yeah. That was a crowd, everyone. You believe us? We're, this is a live studio. This has been filmed in front of a live studio audience. Recorded. Filmed. Recorded. I said what I said. You shouldn't have. There's no going back. It's already happened. You can definitely Do go back. Do you think that I can just go back and record over that? No, we've never done that. Not ever. We're- this was recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> So he designed the aerial screw. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go back. (laughs) You can't. So in the year 2000, that man uh, by the name of Adrian Nicholas jumped from a hot air balloon uh, with a parachute made from Leonardo's design using only period available materials. So he died. (laughs) He said not only was it a perfectly sound parachute, but it was a smoother ride down than most modern parachutes. Then why do we not just go back? Pride? Probably. (laughs) That's the reason for so many things. So he designed the aerial screw, the basis for how we make helicopters now, but because he realized friction would be an issue with obtaining any kind of functional speed with the flight mechanism, he designed the ball bearing. Huh. So as to make it smooth and make rapid motion possible, which is pretty neat. Are you eating cookies? Uh-huh. Are they good cookies? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> he went on to observe the human body, not just for art, but for scientific possibilities. He worked on cadaver after cadaver, and he would make a list every week of things he wanted to understand. So he would dissect the human body so that he could make his paintings more photorealistic. I don't love that. I respect that. He has sketch after sketch after I've sketch. I've seen the sketches. Of I human love anatomy sketches. And skeletal I... structures and what he believed nerve structures would look like. Hot take. Lukewarm take. A little bit toasty <laughs> take. I prefer sketches to finished paintings. Love them. One of my favorite designs I ever saw that I would love to have on the wall in my office at work is a sketch of a Fender Telecaster. That is, it, it's, it was hand done and blown up. Uh, and it just looks amazing. It's got numbers and measurements and like little doodles where they made a thought on how to improve it. It's, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I prefer. Big fan. I prefer the rough draft to the final product on art. I have. Specific types of art. An ability to lose abilities. I can't draw on paper as well as I used to. Okay. Do you remember when we were at church and we had a speaker and I took my tablet and I just like doodled him and it looked fantastic. Yeah, because that was the same week that I drew my great-grandfather up on the pulpit. That's right. (laughs) Do you remember the next day when I tried to do it again and it Uh looked like a Uh three-year-old did it? Yeah. Like a... Leo wasn't with you that day. Leo was not with me that day. (laughs) Spirit of Leonardo DiCaprio was not chilling with me. (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you'd catch it. <laughs> what am I, an idiot? What do you mean? <laughs> You're focused on your cookies. I didn't. <laughs> I can do more than one thing at once. That's right. I can chew and breathe. So in his thing, in his book where he would list uh, things he wanted to understand, he would write down questions every single week, and he would study those questions that week. Things like, why is the sky blue? Or... 
he would write down things uh, more descriptive, like describe the tongue of a woodpecker. He was a vegetarian, so... Respect. <laughs> uh, and he wore colored linens rather than leather. And Respect. He, <laughs> and he was known to buy birds from the market just so that he could take the cages to the woods and free the birds. Respect. <laughs> His studies eventually went on to prove that while... Plants cannot feel pain. I think I might pain. be Leonardo da Vinci, not you. <laughs> <laughs> that while plants cannot feel pain as humans do, that animals do. In 1489, he drew up plans to completely redesign Milan. He, he, he drew up underground carriage storage. No one asked him to do that. Nobody. This was of his own volition. Yeah. I like that sound. <laughs> he uh, designed an underground plumbing system, spiral staircases, and gently sloping streets to drain waste. Do you know what waste they would drain then? Yeah, I do. Because they didn't have indoor plumbing. Do you know how they dealt with that back then? Hit a bucket. Threw it out into the streets. Threw it out of the top floor window I do know quite that. often. I do know because that. Because smells would rise. They'd keep their bathroom area on the top floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would just chuck it out on the street. He designed streets with the slope that we still use today. A 2% slope is what's used typically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that waste, runoff, water, whatever, um, would just hit the edges of the street so that you'd be clean walking down the road. He, in 1490, he drew what is his most famous famous sketch. It's the, called... The man. The Vitruvian man. The man with the circle and the legs. The circle and the square. It's a circle within a square, whereas yeah. the center of the... I think the center of the square is his belly button, and the center of the circle is his genitals. Um, it was his attempt at drawing a comparison between mankind and the universe, stating that man is effectively a miniature version of the universe. You How know do you feel what? about that? I love that because, you know, there's all these tiny bits and atoms and cells and all of that jazz yep. in your body. And there's also, where are the tiny bits in the universe? I like it a lot. Also, have you heard the thing where everybody's eye has another world inside of it? I have. I love that. (laughs) Why don't you talk about that for a second? I just love the fact that I'm a speck in somebody's eye, and there's somebody in my eye also a speck. How tiny are we? Or how big are we? Oh, homegirl, we are insignificant on the But are we top dogs in the eyeballs, or are we mini? Did you know there's actually a theory that we are one planet in a massive cosmos that exists inside of God's eye? That's kind of the vibe. Yeah, I know. But, like, there's people that use that as a religion. Hmm. No joke. I believe you. I believe you. Hey. Hey. Pull it together. Okay. (laughs) So, Mr. Da Vinci died May 2nd of 1519. He had just turned 67. Um not even a month earlier and his life came to an end now this season is supposed to be about people who greatly influence history uh or events that greatly influence history and how the world would be different without them now i decided he was an appropriate opener because as huge of a figurehead as he is thought to be realistically without him very little would change He's the guy that painted the Mona Lisa, the guy that drew the Vitruvian Man and went on to become a philosopher as well. And so many of his theories are still used today, his, his thoughts on how we function the way we do and why we function that way. But 
I'm curious as to how you think the world would be affected if we had never had a Leonardo da Vinci. There would be one less painting. Two. 24. Yeah. No, there would be one less painting that people <laughs> cared about. Uh, what about The Last Supper? Two less paintings and one less drawing. Yeah. What else? Nothing very much because lots of people had the same thoughts that he did. Guess what he invented? What? The diving suit. I've never been diving a day in my life. It's affected me none. <laughs> so many people have. <laughs> so? <laughs> he created something called the ornithopter, which uh, which is an idea of how a man can fly like a bird. Um, but do you think no one else would have ever had those ideas? I think no. I think any idea that's been had once has been had twice. I think any idea that's been had once has been had at least ten other times. Yeah. Probably half of them better than the thought you had. He designed the double hole that's used at the bottom of most major ships nowadays. Keeping the air pocket so that if it floods, the rest of the ship can still stay afloat. I'm not saying that he didn't do good things. I'm saying someone else could have thought the same thought. I'm saying someone else did. the same thought. And he just happened to be the first one famous enough to record it and be noted for it. So do you think the world would be any different without him? Probably because we wouldn't be having this conversation and everything matters. It'd be one less hour. One less 45 minutes. Because we just still had that first 15-minute goof. Shenanigunery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, this season is going to be about people and, and, and events that change history. And I thought we'd start out with something that so many people would think made a huge impact but really didn't. I mean, on a daily basis, has he impacted my life as no. an average American? No. How many times have I gotten in my ornithopter and flown to work? Never. How many times have I gotten in my wetsuit and dove to work? <laughs> you might in the future. In the year 3000, that's what the Jonas Brothers told me. Yeah, I've me. been in the year 3000. <laughs> Not much it has might... changed, but they lived underwater. That's right. <laughs> you know, your great, great, great granddaughter. She's doing fine. fine. Yeah, thank you for telling me. <laughs> that's all I got about Mr. DiCaprio. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci Leonardo of Vinci whose father was famous and whose mother was a child so that's a weird way to start it why didn't we talk about Shakespeare when you shut me down for no reason because <laughs> I don't know when Shakespeare lived Oh, <laughs> you were supposed to know that because it was your question That was serious eyelids. Eyelashes, not eyelids. <laughs> Touching the microphone. Thank you guys for tuning into another episode. If you have any thoughts, questions, suggestions, complaints, feel free to send them to braindeadpc21 at gmail.com. PC stands for podcast. What? You never would have thought that. <laughs> you want to know a secret? I sure do. I didn't know I knew that. <laughs> I didn't know I knew that. Yeah. That's. That is a transcendental thought. <laughs> that happens to me often. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> if someone asks me a question, it's a high possibility I'll know the answer when I didn't five seconds prior. Yeah. It's compartmentalized knowledge. Yeah. Men do that constantly. That's what we do with everything. That's why we look like idiots. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it is. Is we are not focusing on a thing we need to know, and so we just let our consciousness roam free. You've heard the old saying that between all men in the world, there's one brain. Yeah. And if a guy's doing something stupid, it's because it's not his turn to use the brain. Yeah. When realistically, between me and you, there's two brain cells. <laughs> and they're fighting for third place. 
But that's, I feel like that's probably more common. You think? Is that not common? Uh, I think it was more common back in the day. And today, too many people are focused on things like uh, social media and such. And so we've kind of lost the, we've kind of lost the ability to think rationally because everything's been so politicized. So I think common sense is what you're saying because common sense is knowing that you don't need to know everything all at once. And uh, people have lost the ability to function in a way that's, well, working. Because a lot of times there's no need for me to know it all the time. Right. Most of the time there's no need for me to know it all the time. Right. Like so I don't know the passwords I, to all my companies at work, so I, I keep them on a paper in a drawer. Content- yeah, I don't even store that away. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Brain Dead. I've been Sarah. I've been Joe. I've been Maurice. I've not been Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a great day. Keep coming back for season three. Bye. Bye.